Hi there. Welcome to the Authors and Audiences podcast. I'm Caroline Leach. I'm a Scottish Texan and a young adult novelist, but I also coach authors and illustrators to present themselves and their books in public with confidence and professionalism, so that they can not only connect with readers and sell more books, but so they can impress their publishers and sell more books. Most of all, I want every author and illustrator to feel so well prepared to talk about themselves and their books that they can go into any public setting, whether online or in person, feeling excitement, not fear. On Authors and Audiences, my amazing guests and I will share with you our top presentation tips and key promotion strategies to help you feel really powerful, whether you're talking to one person or to a thousand. And we'll also talk about how you can find or create those speaking opportunities too. So wherever you are on your publishing path and whatever sort of books you create, Authors and Audiences is for you. Hi, I hope you've already had the chance to listen to episode 11 of Authors and Audiences when I had the opportunity to celebrate National Native American Heritage Month with debut picture book author Laurel Goodluck. In her lovely new book, Forever Cousins, illustrated by Jonathan Nelson and published by Charles Bridge, and also in the other book she has coming out in the next couple of years, Laurel writes books with modern Native American themes that reflect Native children's cultural experiences and everyday life, showing Native children that they have a perspective that is unique and powerful. I enjoyed talking to Lauren so much, and yes, I did put her through the authors and audiences' questions and answers. So, here she is. So, welcome back. It's episode 12 of Authors and Audiences, and I'm back with Laurel Goodluck, and I'm so excited because she has got so many good stories. <laughs> um, so, Laurel, this is what I call the A&A Q&A, the Authors and Audiences Questions and Answers uh, session. And I'm going to ask you some speedy questions, nothing too in-depth, but let's just see if we can find out a little bit more about you. So do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert and why? Oh, let's see. I guess I would see myself as an extrovert. And um, even though authors sit alone all day, but, and do their work and it's very inside, um, I like to joke around and have fun. And that's how I see myself. Now you did mention in the previous episode uh, that your writing came from storytelling uh, rather than a love of books as a child. So are you primarily a storyteller now or do you consider yourself a writer? I would say I'm a storyteller. I'm going to keep with the tradition of my culture and see myself as a storyteller. Excellent. And but were you read to as a child or did you read books at all? Have you got a memory of a book particularly that you loved? Uh, yeah, I liked a lot of um, early readers and sometimes I'll get them on eBay. One was the fire cat, I think it was called. And it just had every element of a feisty little cat who didn't follow the rules. And I think I saw myself in that cat. And then a kind lady who saw through this little cat and Mrs. Goodkind, her name was, and offered him um, 
a way to find a home in a firehouse. And I just thought, I just was attracted to those kind of emotional books where you could see beyond um, the surface, <laughs> even as a kid. And so what about the first book you ever bought with your own money? I think mine was a Nancy Drew and, and I bought one with every ounce of pocket money I ever got. I don't remember the first book, but I remember all our road trips back home to North Dakota or Alaska where our reservations were. Every place we stopped, we got a comic book, the Archies, Richie Rich, um, Little Lotta. So now you know my age, <laughs> all those oldies. Um, and when we got finally get to our destination, we saw our cousins, we would just sit in the bedroom or in the outhouse and we would be reading these books, changing them, reading them, changing them, reading them. So those are probably the first ones I bought. Um, my sister and I went to the library a lot. And one summer we decided we put the ping pong table in the garage, put all our books out, made these library cards. All the neighborhood kids came, checked them all out. And we forgot to do a system of how to check them back in. So we lost all our books that year. So we were libraries. We liked the libraries a lot and had our Excellent. own. Excellent. Well, you learned something too, presumably. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, what about presenting What or storytelling in your case? What was the first memory of, of being a storyteller in front of an audience? A storyteller in front of an audience, I would say I was more a participant around the kitchen table with my aunts and uncles telling us stories of when they were kids, but also what our ancestors did, our chiefs did, and also our ceremonies. And those are full of stories. And those are so important that every ceremony will focus on different type of stories and so I've always been in the audience of a story. And um, I actually will be having a picture book about just about that. That's beautiful. Beautiful. What do you wish you'd known before your book came out? You've learned in the month since, since then. Um, I anticipated being so scared of, how will the world see this book? <laughs> will everybody be able to relate to this? And so just the opposite happened of everybody could relate to this. Everybody has cousins that they love and has that um, deep down love of community. So I wish I wasn't so scared of um, what the world would think of my writing. It's very vulnerable spot to be in, but um it's just the opposite happened and it's just been a beautiful thing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That that's a lovely lesson to pass on to to people who are still facing that scary, scary day. Um book recommendations. Is there a book that you really love that you think we would all love to? Uh the book that I just adored and read recently was Darcy Little Badger's book, A Snake Falls to Earth. And she was able to take the values and the stories from her um, Apache background and intertwine it into this um, 
I don't know if you call it fantasy or what you call it, but she was able to merge these two worlds together in such a beautiful way. She had two protagonists, but I just fell in love with the snake in the story who was so afraid of trying new things and doing new things. Then he becomes this hero and it's just a beautiful book. And she's gotten many awards for this book. I just adore that book and adore how she was able to weave these two worlds together. Excellent. Well, we will we'll link to that in the show notes and I will certainly have a look for it. And what about the watch? What would you recommend that would be good for people to watch? Um, how about to blow up a pipeline? That's the question that I said we I would ask you about and I forgot in the previous episode. So your son, Forrest, is, has got movie projects coming out soon. Yes. Um, how to Blow Up a Pipeline just um, premiered at TIFF in Toronto and did very well. It's getting very good reviews, was sold right away. I think they'll roll that one out next year, but it's all about our climate change. It's all about this generation that just can't wait. And they're trying new ways to get our attention about this. And it's all about blowing up a pipeline that they What's so great about this movie is just all these different type of people with the same goal come together and they're able to work together to do this. And it's um, the characters are so diverse and different, but it just shows how they how they can work together. Mm. And he has several other projects. I think just last week he was in L.A. for a screen test and I can't announce it. And he got two offers that day. So. Um, he's doing phenomenal. And yeah. and he was in The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio, I see. Right. Uh, he called him Papa Bear. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so. Excellent. Well, well, my son is a little bit earlier on in his career. He's still a, uh, he's a senior in college at the moment, but, but uh, we will see where he goes. But we will watch Forrest Goodluck as he progresses over the next few years. That's, yeah. uh, and, and be congratulating his very proud mama, I'm sure. Yes, and also proud of my older son, the journalist who has gotten his photos in the New York Times about three times, and he's doing these articles for Time magazine. He's a freelancer right now, and he never has to ask for work. They're seeking him out. So I'm just really proud of both of my boys who have just um, done very well in their young age. Fantastic. So super fast lightning round one or two word answers will do. So what are you reading right now? Um, Parable of the Sower, is that uh, Octavia Butler? Yeah. And do you listen, are you listening to something? An audiobook uh, or a podcast? I always listen to podcasts, um, book friends forever. They grew up together as um as youngsters, and one became an editor, and one became a children's book writer. I just love that podcast. Excellent. And where do you buy your books? Um, I like to buy them mostly from Red Planet Books and Comics here in town. That's in Albuquerque, New Mexico, isn't it? Yes. And um, where do you write best? And most, more importantly, do you snack while you're writing? <laughs> Well, I write right here where I can look out the window and see the cranes fly by. I have a big, large screen. 
but I get my ideas on my bike and I have to stop and write things down. I like to sketch and do story maps. So I go out on picnics and I um, will draw, draw things out or I'll write a poem and that story's just trying to get out. So, so do you think we'll see an author illustrator book from you if you're a sketcher? I'm a sketcher, but uh, I would have to really put a lot of time to really improving that. I just do it for fun and what needs to come out. Yeah, professional illustrators are, are remarkable creatures. Yeah, aren't they? they are. <laughs> um, and what's the best book event you've ever been to? And you are allowed to say your own. Well, I would say the Children's Book Festival in Boulder was great. Connecting with all those kids and seeing the dedicated teachers um, in these diverse schools. That was fantastic. So just a reminder, we asked you at the end of the last episode as well, but where can we find you on your website and social media? Sure. Laurelgoodluck.com is my website, which needs to be updated. And also on Instagram, because I love to tell a story with a photograph too, at Lori Goodluck on Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this. That was a really fun Q&A session with you. And uh I can't wait to read all your books as they come out. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you, too. I really hope you enjoyed this Q&A episode with Laurel Goodluck and that you'll seek out her sweet picture book, Forever Cousins. Also, remember that this week has been the first in a series in which I'll be building up to the start of the brand new year in January, which will be for a large group of brand new authors their debut year. That's such an exciting time, but can also be fairly terrifying too, because so much of what is ahead is completely unknown. So if you're a 2023 debut, or if you know someone who is, I'm here for you on Authors and Audiences to help your debut year go a little smoother by making sure you know everything you need to prepare for all your presentation and promotion work all around your debut. So please keep listening because I've got some great stuff planned for you. And whether you're debuting next year or not, thanks for joining me. And I look forward to chatting with you this week on any of my social media platforms and to having you join me again next week when I'll be bringing a bookseller onto authors and audiences so that we can carry on all this debut fun. <laughs>